0: welcome to this endo life episode 155. I'm Jessica Duffin, I'm an endo warrior, an endo health coach and this podcast is all about living and thriving with endometriosis. As always this podcast is here for educational purposes only. Before we dive into today's episode I want to give a shout out to my lovely sponsors at BU and I wanted to tell you about their new bath bombs which are Naturally made and contain beautiful essential oils, and their peppermint and eucalyptus essential oils um bath bomb is doing so well right now with endometriosis community. They're getting loads of feedback about it. And you know, if you love the patches themselves, you're gonna love the bath bombs because essentially So guys, if the audio is a little bit different today, I am recording on my phone because I can't set up the um, normal recording equipment because I'm trying to basically hide from the noise in Greece. So I'm in a very small corner um, and I'm just gonna test out how this sounds. So today's episode is another bonus Q&A episode. And this one is more lighthearted and fun And I'm talking about endometriosis and the associated skin conditions and I'm also sharing endo-friendly skincare tips. So in this episode I'm talking about my personal experience with rosacea and eczema and how I healed them after uh, over a decade of suffering with them, Uh, how treating SIBO improved my skin in many ways but also dehydrated it and caused some surprising skin issues, my current skincare routine my current favorite products and my gua sha technique that are all endometriosis friendly and what, what what I will say here is that most of the products that I mention I list the names you don't need to see the product but if you want to see the product there is an IGTV video that accompanies this podcast so you can just go to my Instagram and have a just watch that and the gua sha technique you'll obviously need to watch that if you want to um if you have a listen and you're like, okay, that sounds kind of cool, you can just watch that. Um, I do describe what I'm doing, but again, for that, you'll you'll probably need to watch it. I also talk about the link between endometriosis, histamines, and eczema, and the link between SIBO and rosacea, and I also talk about the link between cystic acne, endometriosis, and estrogen dominance, and how to begin healing acne. And I also talk about endocrine disrupting chemicals in skincare and how they directly and indirectly affect endometriosis. So I hope this episode is interesting and helpful and maybe even improves your skin. I have really noticed a remarkable difference in my skin over the past couple of years. So hopefully you're able to find um, some helpful tips for you. And before we dive in, I just wanted to let you know that this episode is sponsored by my new free workshop, Creating a Roadmap for Endobelly Healing. So in this workshop, you'll discover your core endo belly challenges. You'll learn the first, second line, and second, and third line therapies for identifying and healing your root causes of endo belly. And you'll also set goals and next steps so that you can map out a roadmap and begin your healing journey with confidence and clarity. So the workshop, I'm holding two, one on October the 5th at 6pm British summertime, and October the 7th, 6pm British summertime. So a little bit earlier than I would normally do them because it's going to be 8pm my time in Greece. And if you would like to attend, I've put the link in the show notes, so you can just sign up you can have a little bit more of a read about it, find out what it uh, what it involves. And if you can't attend live, don't worry, you'll get the recording of it the next day. So still sign up. You won't be able to get the recording if you don't sign up. Um, so, yeah, don't worry if you can't attend live. Just make sure you sign up and you will get the email. So that's it. I'll leave you to get to the episode and I hope you enjoy it. Um, so I'm going to start with... Um... First up, actually, I'm not going to start with questions that came through from today. Um, I actually had some more like DMs um, and I did reply directly, but I wanted to bring it up today. Um, Some people asking about um, specifically eczema and it kind of flaring up around this um, around their period or around ovulation. Um, and whether that has any connection to endometriosis. So firstly, 100% eczema is connected to endometriosis. Um, so eczema belongs to a group of conditions called, um, I'm going to get the word wrong, because uh, I just can't remember it off the top of my head, like how it's spelled. I think it's like atopic at or so- something like that. It's a group of conditions that include basically allergic reactions, chronic rhinitis, um asthma, um, hay fever, eczema, a couple of others. Um, So just basically an inflammatory allergic response. Eczema belongs to that. We are at high risk of developing all of those conditions, um, including eczema. Now, eczema is also a condition that is prevalent within people with histamine intolerance and we do know that people with endometriosis tends to have tend to have more issues with histamine because our gut's impaired so we can't always break down histamines very well but also we have elevated levels of histamines in the pelvic cavity so we generally have high levels of histamine anyway so when histamines flare up we tend we can get eczema or that can be a kind of reaction that we can see on on the surface um Additionally, eczema is an inflammatory skin condition, and we know that endometriosis is a, is a chronic inflammatory condition. So um, this if we have eczema, it's reflecting what's going on, right, on the inside in terms of inflammation. Um, now, in terms of it um, kind of going in a cycle, like, effect, like flaring up around your cycle, um, like your period or ovulation, to me, what that suggests is rising inflammation levels and rising histamine levels, one or the other or both, because histamines are released during ovulation and during um, menstruation to help with the process, and inflammation rises as well. So inflammation is released during ovulation and during menstruation too. So If you already have quite high levels of inflammation in your body because of endometriosis, because maybe you've got some gut health conditions that are um, prevalent within endometriosis, then you may have, like, your levels of inflammation may be peaking already, and then you then have ovulation or menstruation, and it just kind of tips over over the edge and you have an inflammatory skin reaction. You may get other inflammatory reactions as well. So that's what I would say about um, eczema. As you calm down inflammation um, as you calm down the gut that should start to calm down um, It may take some time if you've got some extensive gut health issues but if you begin addressing the inflammation piece that will make a, a difference. I also find that a good SPF can really help with protecting the skin with eczema um, and then um, a like a serum a serum or a cream that's specialized for eczema. Um, But I found when I started using anti-inflammatory diet and specifically very, very gentle non-scented products that were, like, natural, they didn't have, like, a a ton of, like, um, toxic chemicals in them, they weren't very, like, harsh, then um, I I don't get eczema anymore. I used to get it on my eyes, Um, so I don't get that anymore. Um, And... I, side note, no one's actually mentioned this, but rosacea is something that I really, really struggled with here. Um, Big time, like it looked terrible. And I used to have to cake, like when I was younger, I used to have to cake my skin. And uh, rosacea is um, a co-condition of SIBO, small intestine bacterial overgrowth, which we know up to 80% of um, people with endometriosis have. Um, And... My SIBO got the worst, not that I knew it. My SIBO was worse when I was a teenager. Um, and that's when I had the worst rosacea. It was bright, bright red. Um, and I didn't understand. And I used to put really harsh products on it, like um, Clarasil, And it, it was really, really painful. Um, so years ago, I discovered, I've bought, I've just bought some of my um, products. I discovered Mugu. Um, oh, thank you, darling. Um, and so this is a natural sensitive skin balm. Not all of their stuff is completely, um, like organic and natural. I kind of tend to go for products that are like 80 90% natural, like, um, and you know, if you're removing some of the endocrine disruptors, which means basically chemicals that upset your hormones. Um, if you're removing some of them, like that's great progress in my eyes. Like, you don't have to be completely, like, totally natural. Like, that might not always be realistic, depending on your budget. So, um, this, but this one, this one is, um, I think this is all natural. The writing has rubbed off on the back. I've been using it for years. Um, and some of their products do contain dairy, but this one doesn't, um, just so you're aware. This. Made such a difference to my rosacea; it was insane. And then anti-inflammatory diet made a massive difference. I would actually, when I think about it, when I removed dairy and gluten because I'm I'm intolerant to those, that helped. And then it was still there if I didn't put fifty SP, So I would also use fifty SPF. um So it was really sensitive to the sun. So if I didn't have like a really strong like anything under fifty SPF would flare it up. Um, so I'd use the 50 SPF and this, and um, but it was still like if I if I stopped using those, it would come back. Since I've cleared my SIBO, and in the past couple of months the SIBO has become less and less, I don't need to use this anymore. I haven't used this for a couple of months. Um I always use 50 SPF as standard all year long. Um, but I just don't like I have like a very, very faint like not even a redness, like just a slight discoloration, like it's just slightly darker here, um, slightly like pinkish. But, and I just put a little bit concealer on because I just prefer it to look just, I don't know, more smooth, but I don't think anyone would even notice. It's just my thing. So that's just something to be aware of. Um, So um, those are just two things I wanted to raise. Rosacea is a co-condition of SIBO, issue Endometri- ester- oh my god, eczema is a co-condition of endometriosis, both are inflammatory skin conditions that can be improved with an anti-inflammatory diet, gentle skincare that is um you know more so natural, more so organic, doesn't have lots of harsh toxins in um and heat in the gut is going to improve them as well, so just wanted to, and a good SPF, good natural, uh, good um as healthy, non-toxic as you can, SPF. Um, so th- that I just wanted to cover. So I'm going to answer some of those these questions. My answer is going to be the same for a lot of these, by the way, guys. So, um, Sabrina, you've asked for general tips for good skincare would be appreciated. So I have, now like I'm 32, I have like, Elevated my skincare where I spend a bit more money on it, but um I it's been worth it because I'm just at this point where I just I I really need to now. Um so I follow Carolyn Hirons, I think is her name. Um now she doesn't really believe in like using organic or um non-toxic skincare, so I haven't like read that part of her book, like Everyone's opinion is completely fine and valid, but um, in my training, we are taught to be mindful of the endocrine-disrupting chemicals. Um, there is evidence linking them to endometriosis. There is mountain evidence now, and there's also mountain evidence that endocrine disruptors are why young uh, people with uteruses are getting their periods younger and younger now, because of all the oestrogen, um, xenoestrogens in our environment, which are basically chemicals that mimic oestrogen in the body. So um, I follow her kind of protocols, but I just, you know, she uses a lot of um, standard conventional skincare and I don't do that. I am very mindful of the skincare that I choose. So things that have really changed the game for me, Sabrina is um i use first um i double cleanse and i have done that for years so i use a sensitive cleanser um to do like just to get my makeup off and then i do it once again and i use a flannel and at the moment because um my eyes are very very reactive like they really burn to things and um i'm i've just been rotating through like good ones, well, I've rotating through lots of gentle ones, so at the moment I've settled on Holly Frog, or Holy, I think it's Holly Frog actually, and this is called um, the Nourishing Milky Wash, because it's just really good for sensitive skin, mine is sensitive, Most, I assume a lot of you guys will have sensitive skin as well, um, so it is expensive, I feel it's expensive, it's like £40, £37, something like that, um, but I actually use a payment plan and it lasts me about four months and so after four months I paid it off um so I use like Klarna I think to to just pay pay it off um and so I do that twice and then I use face the theory by the way I pay for all of these this is not this is not sponsored or anything I use face the theory clarifying cleanser on my nose for my pores and um, this is, this contains acids, so, um, natural acids that basically eat away dead skin cells, um, they exfoliate without harshness, right, without rubbing your face with beads, and, um, you know, I used to use all of the beads and all of the, like, crushed, like, I don't know, what did I have once, like, crushed walnuts, and they're all quite aggressive, so, um, I don't use those anymore, I use acids, and that has really, really changed things for me, it's, made my skin so much brighter so much clearer um other than the fact that I'm getting wrinkles which I'm working on um I feel like my skin is better than it's ever ever been in my life um so I use this um and I just this is quite intense so I just don't use it anywhere else I just use it on my nose I do once a week I use it around the rest of my face but not on my eyes um face fury I really love because they're really affordable Um, They contain none of uh, of the endocrine disruptors, like the toxic chemicals that can affect hormones and endometriosis. Um, But they do include the um, ingredients that really work for skincare. So they use like um, acids, they use retinol. they use a couple of others like peptides so it's effective skincare but it's safe skincare with retinol it's not a there's like a bit of like oh should you use it should you not it's really really good for acne and wrinkles um and it's so there were some links because it's it's essentially vitamin a that's what retinol retinol is it's vitamin a um it was linked to, um, cancer, but that has now been, like, cleared, like, it was more, I, I can't remember, I've, I read a lot into it, but this was, like, last year when I was choosing whether to use it or not, um, and there is a more natural, like, safer, safer version, but it's not as effective, I think that's patchouli. you'll, you'll find it very easily if you google it, like, natural alternative, um, but from what I've read, I'm really not very, I'm not really worried about retinol and it hasn't been linked to endometriosis or estrogen disruption or thyroid disruption. And that's like my main concern. The fears around um, cancer has been cleared. So it's more like that. I don't know. I think it's just still got a bad reputation. Um, so anyway, so face of theory, use like active ingredients that really, really work, but they use safe, they use safe ingredients. So I really like Face of Theory for affordable skincare. And that's what, um, that's, Vianne, you asked me about affordable skincare. And I would say that natural affordable skincare is difficult, but Face of Theory, if I could only go with Face of Theory and afford Face of Theory, if if I was going to go with one, if you were to take away all of my products, I'd stick with Face of Theory. Um, The other company, is, um, I don't know if they're called Baby or Bybee, I don't know, so it's B-Y-B-I, um, they're, like, fairly affordable, like, face of fear is definitely cheaper, um, anyway, they're, again, they're, like, a organic, like, natural, endo-friendly, like, kind of hormone-friendly company. And this is a brightening AHA tonic. So this is another acid. It's a gentle acid. um, And so you just wipe that over your face. Um, So this is sort of my exfoliator when, like, you know, I've done this on my nose and then I get out of the shower and I wipe this over um, my face before I put my serums on. And so you go, like, face wash and then you use acids, that's your exfoliator you leave that on, um, again, this is following Caroline Heron's um, protocol, and then I use um, serums, and serums, again, acid serums and, acid serums and oils, those have changed my face, like, it's been incredible, so, um, and the biggest one is the, is hyaluronic acid so hyaluronic acid isn't actually like an acid it um basically holds a lot of moisture in your skin and you need to put it on wet skin and then you need to put something on top of it because otherwise it's just gonna it's it's actually gonna like dry out your skin if you don't put anything on top of it because it's basically looking for moisture to lock in so um i've just done like i've done the day glow and then i sometimes if i've got it it's like an extra if i can like if I want to spend the money on it if not I just use damp skin I can you can spritz with like a rose mist spray hyaluronic acid spray and then I use um serum um this one is quite expensive because I tried other hyaluronic acid serums and none of them they rolled they peeled they came off they weren't very effective and I have read in Caroline Heron's book that like you're going to spend money anywhere spend it on the serum so that's what i try to do like my face wash is cheap like my moisturizer is cheap they're all face the theory um and so but this i've come back to twice and it's just been really effective for me um and and yeah i've spent money on this face wash because my eyes like get so so reactive and swollen so um this is by pestle and Water. again they're like they don't use endocrine disrupting chemicals um and it's, I try not to use too much because it's expensive. It's like 40 pounds, 37 pounds. Um, and it doesn't last that long. It lasts like two months. Um, so I try to only use one or two drops. Um, and then I use this emoliating Squalane, squaline, Squalane, who knows, um, by Face of Theory. So this is the only oil in my life that has not broke me out. And apparently that's a thing, like squalene, squalene doesn't break you out. And it really, really doesn't. It just, because my skin, since I've been doing the SIBO treatment, even though my rosacea cleared up, my skin has been pretty dehydrated and I've been having like wrinkles come up and just dryness where I never, ever, that was never an issue. I was like the shiniest person, so oily. Um, and so this helps to like seal in moisture and plump up the skin. So again, Caroline Heron's protocol, like for dehydrated skin, like acid, serum, oil, moisturizer. And then the moisturizer I use is by Face the fury and this is a hydrating one for sensitive skin. And that is, it's got oatmeal, coco- uh, cocoa butter and hyaluronic acid in it. Um, and Caroline here on says you don't really need to spend a lot on a face cream. It's just really like the coat, like the rest, the underneath is the active stuff. Like this just seals everything in um, and it's like putting like your clothes on on top of like your underwear. Um, so I have very sensitive skin and I think that I assume many of you will do as well. So I would just try to stick to... Um, Products that aren't too harsh, um, that aren't going to strip your skin too much. This is why I like the AHA tonic because the acid is quite a gentle acid. It's not too extreme. The only thing that's pretty extreme in my skincare routine is the clarifying cleanser. That's because I I've always always had big pores on my nose. I can't. I just can't get rid of them. Um, so that's what I use. I haven't really got a. Um, a good. I mean, this is great for the hydrating, so it kind of plumps up the skin with wrinkles. But I don't currently have, like, a retinol or a wrinkle treatment. I was using um, this by Face of Fury, this Polypep Collagen Boosting Serum, but it was too harsh for my skin. Um, so I'm still on the lookout for that. But what I do have, which I didn't bring over, one sec, guys, I'm going to get it. Okay, so what I do have is this gua sha tool by Face the Theory. Um, so, I I wanted to do an affordable way to start addressing like my wrinkles. What I was finding is like this eye was starting to like sag, and I was getting like f- um, expression lines here. And this all came about when I was doing literally like as I started the SIBO treatment, and it said you know your skin is a direct reflection of your gut. I started getting all of this dryness and all of these kind of and wrinkles started to form. So um I haven't really invested. I have tried like well I haven't even got a good rest like this was, you know, the the thing that I tried. Um so, I wanted some affordable ways to start like lifting my skin. So, I um learned from Instagram, like free Instagram um lives, the techniques that they use at Face Gym. So, if you don't know Face Gym, they are amazing and it's all about like lifting and contouring your face with your hands and with Gua Sha tools. And with um, sorry, there's noise outside. Um, with like oh, what's it called? micro radio frequency so like um they have like a machine that stimulates like your muscles so anyway they have like all of these sorry that's the fairy they have all of these um ways that you use your hands to like contour your face so like this like lifts your cheekbones I'm not like you have to have really oily face I'm not actually doing it so and then you go under your jaw like this Um, doing this brings blood to your, um, to your skin and then they have, like, you can do under your eyes, you can do your brows, um, and you can do, like, your, if you rub like this, this can help break up the collagen and the muscles with wrinkles and then there's, like, techniques like this to, um, reduce, um, lymphatic fluid and that was amazing I really really loved it but the more that I was doing Instagram lives group calls client calls I was just like so much expression going on um, on top of this dry like the kind of dehydration so I got this gua sha tool um by face gym and so you can do the same stuff that I just showed you but what they have is this like teeth edge on the gua sha tool and um basically wrinkles come from three things dehydration sun damage and then like the fascia underneath the skin getting like inflamed and stuck with age so what this does is break up the fascia and the muscle and stimulate collagen production so i use this at the moment to just improve my skin and in terms of like wrinkles um and you know I'm if anyone I don't want anyone to feel I don't want anyone to feel like I'm saying you need to get rid of wrinkles you don't I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna age we all are but um I just wanted something to make me feel a bit more confident because I was going through so many changes to the SIBO and it on top of then like waking up one day and be like, where the fuck are these wrinkles coming from? I just want it something to make me feel good. But um literally like I don't, I don't care. Like we're all gonna, we're all gonna age, but I just wanted so it's not like I'm saying you should go out and sort your wrinkles. That's not what I'm saying, but for me, this is what I wanted to do. So you just use this teeth edge and you basically like run it over wherever the wrinkles are and then you can't actually see there is a line there um you basically break it up like if you did foam rolling right you're like breaking up um you can see the size of my forehead you're breaking up like the the tissue the stuck fascia and then once you've done that you just smooth it all out and then you can do it on crow's feet as well, like that. So that's what I do at the moment for wrinkles. This was um, £45, pounds, which felt expensive, but actually it's, a, it's with the teeth, it's one of the cheapest that I found. There was one that I found which was like £150 pounds, and then you had to ship it from Red, And I was like, yeah, not going to do that. So that's what I use. And I do want to invest in um, like a retinal one day, And in the future, LED kind of mask or laser because that helps to replenish skin. It's really good for people with rosacea. If you have scarring from acne, um, LED is just great for inflammation as well. So it's good for us. Um, So Sabrina, that is a whistle-top tour of my personal skincare routine. Obviously, it's going to be different for everyone, but that kind of order is really good for dehydrated and sensitive skin. Uh, Not a skin expert, by the way, guys. Just... But at least in terms of, like, cosmetics and skincare products, in terms of, like, healing from the inside out, of course, like, I am trained in all of that. a Reminder that this episode is sponsored by BU. These natural patches last for 12 hours, so they bring you prolonged relief and can begin working on relaxing your muscles before the pain kicks in. So you're prepared even if your period comes during the middle of the day. Some people even find that wearing them a night before they're Sabrina, can your next really question was: how do different chemicals affect endo? So, 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 Sabrina, in the course, I actually have in the liver module, the detoxication module. I literally list all of the chemicals that have been linked to endometriosis. So, um, and they're really, really long names. I'm not going to remember them all off the top of my head, but, um, BPA, phthalates, um, oh, what's the other one? Parabens, PCBs, um, dioxins, all of those plus others have been linked to endometriosis or, um, Estrogen dominant estrogen conditions um and um thyroid problems, reproductive problems, fertility issues, um, birth issues, so um a whole breadth of reproductive conditions and disorders, um and the conclusive verdict is still out with endometriosis but the mountain evidence is shocking i mean if if you are if anyone's in my course you'll see like the evidence is shocking um and but it's not being like concrete ruled yet they're still doing more research um but what there is, what they have said, um, a review did conclude that um, girl, like people with uteruses, children with uteruses are starting their cycle menstruation earlier on, like seven, eight, nine, because of the amount of endocrine disruptors in our environment, um, basically affecting puberty and mimicking estrogen in their bodies. So. Um, there are, like, uh, off the top of my head, like, I think it's parabens, or is it phthalates? Either parabens or phthalates. People with endometriosis had higher levels of phthalates or parabens in their urine. I can't remember which one it was. Dioxins um, have been um, directly... Um, I'm just trying to think of how to phrase this. So, basically, directly correlated with endometriosis in a dose-dependent manner. So, when they've delivered... Dioxins to monkeys, the endometriosis grows in a dose dependent manner. Um, and there's lots of lots of other like BPA has been heavily linked with endometriosis um certain pesticides, certain chemicals and sunscreens. Um oh after the after the moisturizer, always always sunscreen. So at the moment, um, I use Super Goop. Um, it's not I, I cannot, 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 cannot find an affordable SPF that is, like, doesn't contain, like, a load of endocrine disruptors. The, like, natural, organic, more endo-friendly, more hormone-friendly ones are just not, not cheap, but I, it's, it's a good, you know, it's, it's worth the investment because it's an SPF, it's going to protect us from cancer. Um, this one is actually only a SPF 30 because I don't know in America they have a 50, but when but the UK version is 30, but I actually mix it with a 50 SPF, and on my body I use 50 SPF, hence the fake tan because I don't tan. Um, so, um, yes, so basically. Sabrina the details are in the course but um there are endocrine disrupting chemicals in our beauty products often very much so in our um, shampoo and conditioner in our body washes in our body creams in our face creams in our uh, makeup so you know it's not about being like oh my god I'm so scared like everything's got you know toxins in um it's more about knowing that every time you choose a product that is not a conventional product, that's actually more mindful, you know, is does try to not include all of the endocrine disruptors is more um, organically based and um, natural and uses less harmful chemicals. That is a great you're, you're alleviating that burden from your body, right? You're alleviating the burden from your liver, Um so every choice, you know, it's only a good thing. It's like even if you just swap one product, that's amazing. That's already taken off part of that burden. So um I wouldn't worry about like I have to overhaul everything right now. Um and what was I also gonna say about that? Um oh it's gone. There's something that I really wanted to say about that. Oh, that's it. So the other thing I forgot to say, Sabrina, is that when your liver is burdened by trying to eliminate, like, by everyday toxins, then um, it's going to have a harder time clearing out old and excess estrogen and hormones, and then they will build up in your body because your body, your liver is always going to prioritise getting rid of um you know environmental chemicals and toxins over your own hormones and personal your body's waste um so then that causes it to build up in the body um so I hope that helps um Vianne obviously I kind of told you about my kind of more affordable um products um Then two people asked about acne, how to deal with acne, and is cystic acne from an early age until adulthood normal for endo? So um, I would say, I wouldn't necessarily say it's normal for endo. I would say it's normal for estrogen dominance or having excess estrogen. We know that endometriosis, for the most part, is an estrogen-driven condition. And um, for various reasons, you may have excess estrogen in your body. Um, so it might be that the endometriosis is pumping out its own estrogen which it does so that might be affecting your levels of acne because when we have too much estrogen or we have an imbalance of our hormones where like progesterone is low and estrogen is high or progesterone is normal and estrogen is high or progesterone is low and estrogen is normal but estrogen then is dominating over progesterone then we tend to get acne um so as a teenager, when puberty starts, having um, acne may indicate that, firstly, you're just starting to get your hormones, you know, in balance, but secondly, it could indicate like a estrogen issue, which is very, very common if you're a kid who's eating a lot of sweets, not balancing your blood sugar, um, you know, staying up late, um, basically, I would say like teenage life isn't very hormone friendly, so that can affect it. Um, But if you have endometriosis, you may have issues with estrogen. So it might be that your gut is not in, is not, have gut dysbiosis that basically favours Estrogen dominance. So we can we have like a group of bacteria that deals with estrogen, so that like gets rid of estrogen. But when that bacteria is um, basically not balanced, it can recirculate old estrogen that was supposed to be being removed in our waste products. It gets recirculated, so it can create estrogen dominance. And so um, this is now being looked into as a possible uh, contributor to endometriosis because. Um, many of us with endometriosis have gut dysbiosis that favors this type of environment. So you may have been having extra um, oestrogen circulating. It may be that the endometriosis was contributing to oestrogen. If you're inflamed, um, if you have gut health issues, all of those are gonna affect your hormones. Um, If you're stressed about having bad periods, they're really painful, that stress is gonna affect your hormones. So anything that knocks your hormones, especially favoring an oestrogen dominant or excess oestrogen environment is going to contribute to cystic acne. So because of that, I do see... Acne, or at least the history of acne, being an issue with endometriosis, not directly because of the endometriosis, but because of the kind of issues that span from endometriosis, if that makes sense. Um, And um, in combination with that, if you have something like SIBO, um, which is really common in endometriosis, that can also contribute to skin conditions as well i haven't seen acne as much but it's certainly if your gut is a mess it can certainly contribute to acne um but a hundred percent but with um SIBOs and SIBOs a lot more but acne is possible as well um and then i don't know how to pronounce this s-i-l-m-f-n-t-s you asked how to deal with acne really it would be about Firstly, number one would be balancing your hormones, and I have a ton of um, episodes on that. Um, so have a look through my podcast episodes around, like, estrogen dominance, excess estrogen balance, and that. Definitely have a listen to my um, episodes that I've just done on PMS and endo, because they are actually – even though it's not relevant, the podcast episode is about low moods during PMS – it's all about balancing your hormones. So if you start balancing your hormones, that's going to really help the acne, um, healing the gut and lowering inflammation. Those are the three that's where really, really where I'd focus. Well, actually supporting the liver as well. So um, balancing your hormones, and number like one of the simplest ways you can do that is to balance your blood sugar. Start healing the gut. That might be a long-term journey, but you can start with some very simple first-line therapies. If you listen to my EndoBelly series, implement some of the, um, and the leaky gut episodes, implement some of those, and that's going to, um, begin healing the gut. You might need to do more extensive healing, depending on what's going on, but that will be a good place to start. Um, lower inflammation, so anti-inflammatory diet, maybe some supplements, um, good sleep, that kind of thing. And then, um, number four, support your liver. So, you know, don't be overburdening your liver with a ton of, Um, alcohol caffeine sugar stimulants medication um you know um very heavy chemically laden um skincare because what that's going to do is your liver is going to struggle and so that's going to be reflected in your skin because your skin is a detoxification organ if your body is not detoxing um properly. So if your gut's struggling, if your liver's struggling, if your kidneys are struggling, you're gonna see it through your skin as well because it needs to come out in other places. So um uh, those are kind of the four areas you would need to work on. They are long term some of them but some of them you're gonna see like really big changes from so the easiest place I the easiest place to start would be like blood sugar balancing eating more fruits and vegetables that's going to lower inflammation and supporting the liver so just kind of um you know being a bit kinder to your liver maybe being mindful about how much caffeine you're drinking or alcohol or swapping a couple of your like maybe instead of using like bleach start using a more um eco-friendly natural cleaner that kind of thing just lower that burden a little bit um and drink dandelion tea. That's going to be lovely. That's going to be really, really supportive for your liver. So just make some simple changes first, um, and then dive into those podcast episodes and that should start to help with the acne. Um, so I hope that's helpful guys. And that has been interesting. Um, and yeah, I, if you need any like of the names again for the um, products that I mentioned, then just DM me and I'll let you know. Um, I will post this on my feed. Um, so yeah, I hope this has been helpful and fun, like a little bit lighter than normal. Um, and I will see you guys next week for another Q and A. Bye, everyone. So that's it. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to find out more about what I do or read more on endometriosis and living well with it, um, you can head to my Instagram page, which is this underscore endolife. Um, you can head to my website which is www.thisendolife.com and you can also get um, a free guide to managing endometriosis naturally on my website Um, I've put the link in my show notes it's a beginner's guide to getting started and all of the areas that I um, have worked on to help reduce my endometriosis symptoms and pain and live well with endometriosis as always, if you like this show, please rate, review, and or subscribe. Really, truly does help others to hear the podcast and hopefully will help them to live better with endometriosis. This episode was produced by The Pod Farm. Whether you're an established podcaster or just getting started, visit thepodfarm.com to see how they can help you go from an idea to a finished show that's ready to be heard by the world.